Hey y'all, it's your girl Savanji and welcome to the Avocado and Honey podcast where we are becoming the best versions of ourselves through self-accountability and vulnerability. Be sure to drink your water and let's grow together. Now y'all, I am recording this uh, today, yeah, Tuesday, August 4th and I'm in New York City still and right now we have like a little tropical storm warning so um, it's like intense winds and like light rain outside right now so if you hear some shit in the background that's what it is and new york is still loud so you might hear some honking and things so if you do my bad y'all like i can't get in the closet and record it's hot (laughs) so um if you haven't already though go ahead and check out our previous episode i went ahead and shared my dopamine detox experience with y'all i also was talking about happiness and in that podcast episode i kept saying like do you want the idea of happiness or do you want to actually be happy what i meant was do you want other people to believe you're happy versus actually being happy despite what others think They both work because with the idea of happiness, like, you know, we could love something at one point in our life and um, that particular thing or whatever it is uh, just may not bring, you know, the same joy anymore. So it may be something that, you know, you can let go or find other things that can bring you joy. So whichever way it applies, like, you know, the whole point of the whole conversation was to really just figure out what makes you happy and live accordingly. Because my personal opinion, of course, is that like, you know, life is just meant to be happy whatever that looks like for you you know whatever brings you happiness like let's try to surround that ourselves with that daily so be sure to check out the episode if you like that episode you know share it with the friends share it on social media like subscribe to the podcast all that fun stuff today um i feel like i might go on some tangents today because i got a lot of shit to talk about um today So I want to go in and talk about, briefly talk about something um, that just made me think about actually something that I talked about in the last episode as well in regards to just being mindful of the things we intake. Like I watched this documentary called Skin on um, Netflix by Beverly Naya, N-A-Y-A. Yeah, I want to talk about that. I also want to give y'all an update on my commit journal that I've been, you know, kind of doing consistently. You know, God is working on all of us still. I'm actually a week clean without clean. I haven't smoked smoking um, weed in a week, y'all. So um, I'm getting back to myself. I'm learning myself all over again. So I have a funny story and just an update on that. Um, I'm also on my period. <laughs> and with that comes a whole bunch of unnecessary fucking emotions right now. And every month I get in my fucking crying bag or my sad bag and think about like men and relationships and shit. So that was nothing new this time around. And um, but what was new this time around was the fact that I remembered from an old episode about, you know, astrology and stuff with um, Sean Elliott. We was talking about like the different planets and shit. And I learned that the Venus is the planet of love. So then I realized that my planet was in my Venus was in Pisces. And then I want to share with y'all the information I learned about the way I love by knowing that my Venus is in Pisces. Yes, I was like red for filth, as the the kids say. Um, I also just want to share about something that happened this morning. Um, You know, in the midst of all of the things that's going on with black women and entertainment and life in general, just like the limelight that's shining on the way um, we're being treated as a whole, um, it made me reflect on my mistreatment, you know, by other black men and just men and people in general. And to this morning, I felt the need to reach out to someone who I felt um, did something extremely inappropriate or whatever. And I just want to, you know, just share with y'all, like, I guess my healing experience with that, because I know most of the people who listen to this is black women. And by you being a black woman, I know you experienced some shit off top. So um, I feel like that's, you know, cool to share that story because we're all, you know, healing together so let's start at the top (laughs) so with the documentary um again it's called skin on netflix um and it's by beverly naya n-a-y-a and it's basically it's on colorism like you know um beverly she goes back to nigeria and she just like goes in the industry of like the skin lightning creams and shit like that like it's really 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 informative and just like how like you know why we are doing the things that we're doing especially when it comes to lighten our skin like most of it has nothing to even do with us and what we want it's about like wanting 
to be wanted by other people type shit and like most people were doing it for like business purposes to make money and shit like it's really 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 interesting um to just watch and one thing i do appreciate about beverly is that she did all this from a non-judgmental standpoint like that's really big with me like just learning um, information learning something new without judging or forcing your beliefs on people like she was just there listening answer asking great questions as well like the, the documentary is really good you should definitely check it out but I wrote it down to talk about um, and how it could relate to the last episode in regards to like the music little segment that I was talking about like if you didn't or just to like I guess catch you up real quick in the last episode I was talking about like the DMX the snoop verses and how like it's just important to be mindful of everything we intake and that includes the music because that can influence us influence our subconscious in ways that we may not even understand and there was something that happened in this documentary that made me think about that and basically what it was um Beverly she was talking to like a little girl I wanna say the girl was probably like nine or something. She was definitely not a teenager. She was probably like nine or 10. And then she was asking her about her skin. You know, she's a, a dark skinned girl, probably like my color, probably like the same color. Um, and you know, she was just asking her about like her skin color and like, you know, what does it mean to be light skinned and things like that. I'm paraphrasing everything y'all to get exactly, you know, what was said, please check out the documentary. Um, but basically like the little girl just said something of the nature, like basically light, lighter is better. Like, you know, even with her being dark skin, she was saying lighter is better. And then Beverly asked her like, you know, why do you think you feel that way? Like, you know, like did someone tell you like what made you come to this conclusion that lighter is better? And then the girl was just like, you know, I don't, I don't know. I just feel that way type energy. And I was just like that there it is. Like, you know, we come to these conclusions. Um, and we don't even be realizing like where we even get this from, like where do we even get these ideas from? And it's from all the things that we digest, um, whether it be in music, on TV and shit like that, on Twitter, people are going in on Moesha about all the fat phobia and all the shit that's going on in the series. And then like, you know, just us as women, we watch shit like this all the time. We listen to music like this that degrade us, talk shit about us, you know, unless you know you look like a video vixen and even then you still get disrespected. We take, wait, we intake all this shit all the time and then we wonder why we insecure. We wonder why we don't like the way we look in the mirror because we don't look like how, you know, they look online and in the movies and the magazines and shit like that. So I just, you know, just want to reiterate y'all to just be mindful. Like I'm not just saying shit just to like dog or dog men or whatever the case is. Like I'm just saying like we just gotta be mindful of you know what we intake if you like feeling that way then by all means continue doing what you do like you know that's your life i'm not judging like you know so i just wanted to like touch on that um if you if you watch the uh documentary already and you want to start up a conversation or you know want to put your little two cents you know how to reach me on instagram social media or even um gmail avocado honey at gmail but y'all should definitely check out that documentary is really 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 informative shout out to beverly naya um for doing that um yeah so Maybe I won't, you know, be on too many tangents. I feel like I'm really getting good at like not sharing, oversharing information. This is good. This is good, y'all. <laughs> but um, update on the commit journal. So I realized that I actually started this commit journal a month ago. Like I started this commit journal July 3rd. That's the first date I have in here. And today is August 4th. So that's almost exactly a month. And within this month, I have about like 16 I guess like notes, I have 16 journal entries on here. So that means that I probably journaled about every other day, which is cool, but the goal is to journal every day. So that means that I lacked a couple of days. But one thing I can say for sure is that with me even doing it half-assed, these have every other day, I still, was able to get more work done every day like I got better um like just looking back I went from feeling all kinds of like fear and uncomfortableness to just kind of like owning it like my journal entry today and yesterday in the past few days is just like being prepared and ready and just hopeful for the day so I feel like you know writing down how I feel every day and what I want to do and affirmations and saying those affirmations daily um and then seeing everything that I'm working towards again with the decoration cover um, it's really helping me um, stay on track and just be on my a-game so I'm gonna continue with this it's a new month um, especially with you know it being August 4th it's almost exactly a month that I started writing in this so this is like another chance to do it right this time so I definitely journaled today and then I will do my best 
to journal every day after today. So I just want to update y'all on that. If y'all started a, a commit journal or even just got the idea to start an, a different journal, any type of journal that works for you to help you, you know, stay organized and stuff, please let me know. I would love to hear. Like I said, we in this together. So I'm sharing shit. Y'all can share shit too. So there's the update on the commit journal. Now I want to get into the weed story. Yo, this is, I'm going through all these topics so fast. I thought I was going to be on this for so much longer. Okay, so the weed story. So y'all, if y'all been listening to this podcast since the beginning, which was like, what, four years ago, we just celebrated four years. Y'all would know that I have been battling like a weed addiction is basically what it is. If you, you know, you want to call um, a horse a horse, but with that being said, um, I've been, it's been like a little battle because I know I've known for a while that weed is just wasn't for me, but I've developed such a relationship with weed. Like it, it in the in or in a sense became like my best friend. So like, it was really hard for me to break up with my friend. It's kind of like, you know, those toxic relationships, like no shit we shouldn't be in, but it's given us all the things that we want in the moment, even though the things that we want aren't good for us. So we're going to stick around because it's like what we know and we just don't want to change like change is annoying but necessary and great once you realize that it's necessary so with all that being said um i've just been feeling really 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 heavy when it came to smoking like for the past couple months even like the past year like the feels for the need to stop strengthen it just got really 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 stronger and i just know that it would not be in my best interest to continue everything i'm working for um is literally i feel on hold type shit because i'm holding myself back by being dependent on this this herb which you know i'm not again i'm not dogging weed i love weed you know it's just not for me right now at this point in my life it's, it's not aiding me it's not serving me anymore so at this point i should let it go it did serve me i'm not gonna even hold you because like i said plenty times before like when i started this podcast like i was depressed and we definitely looked out for me like it it, it served its purpose though you know so um i have some funny stories though because y'all know i'm a spiritual motherfucker and everything means something so i want to share some stories with y'all how i feel like the universe my ancestors and stuff it's like girl if you don't get your shit I feel like you know they just been fed up with me when it came to smoking <laughs> and I want to share how I've been kind of set up perfectly to stop smoking okay so there were two reasons where I was just like I I I see what's going on and um the first one was actually when I was watching the Snoop and DMX versus battle y'all it was a vibe like what I knew Snoop Uncle Snoop was gonna be smoking and shit so I was like let me set that vibe you know what I'm saying so I went and got, you know, a little something, something. And I rolled up and it was like literally the versus battle was about to start. They was about to play the song. I like, I literally lifted up a little bit just to like adjust how I was sitting. And I had the joint in my hand, in my left hand, and I had like a lighter in my right hand, right? And I sat back down and I, like, I, I wish I had a witness because I'd be thinking like people would be thinking I'm lying because this shit sound crazy. Like that joint in my left hand, this a fucking peer, y'all that joint was gone i spent like 20 minutes looking clearing off my bed like just doing so much looking for that joint and i'm just like tripping out because i'm like i literally didn't move any fucking where but i'm still getting up looking everywhere because i'm just like maybe it fucking it rolled somewhere i don't know so honestly got tired of looking after like 15 minutes and i was like this is fucking stupid and i just rolled another one i had extra weed so i rolled another one and the party continued you know but um so once the party was over and i was ready to go to bed i found the joint underneath my sheet because i don't even have a, a blanket on my bed because it's hot as fuck and so i have like a sheet and the the joint was at the foot of my bed under the sheet I was so confused that I just lit that shit immediately before I went to bed. <laughs> it was a reward at that point. And then it was like another, another like story when, um, I, you know, I was rolling. I had like a little, you know, little bag of my little gancho or whatever. And like, I went out the room to go to the bathroom or something. And I remember like when walking out that room, like I felt something like was sticking on my leg and then fell off. I thought it was like a piece of paper or like um, something from like, the, the mailings and stuff because y'all know I be selling the jewelries and stuff so like the mailers have like the plastic on it like you know so I thought it was something like that but the thing that like blew my mind the where I know like this was purposely happening <laughs> I sound crazy oh well because like basically okay I left the um the room right and I felt something drop from my leg 
And in my mind, I heard, don't look down. And I was on a mission. I don't know what I was doing. I thought I'd go getting like some food or something. So it was nothing for me to not look down. I went to go get what I was getting. And then I went back in the room. Then I went to the bathroom. Like I went out the room like twice. And every time I went out the room, like I heard, don't look down. So I just naturally just didn't look down and didn't think nothing of it. Like, why am I thinking this? Like not being my natural rebel self. I like follow suit. So then now it was time for me to roll up again. And now the same thing happens. I can't find my weed. And I'm just like, where the fuck is it? By this time, though, I'm just like, this literally could be any fucking where. So I'm literally cleaning. I mean, my room not even crazy messy. Like, it's it's pretty organized. It's, like, spacious and everything is in its place. So I was just really confused as to where the fuck this piece of this bag of weed could go. And I'm, y'all, like, I sound so crazy, but I promise you this happened. Like, I probably was in here searching for that bag of weed for, like, an hour and then when I got to the point where I was just fucking, just, I guess I was upset, but then it was just like, I was upset and uh, upset and then like kind of accepting the situation at the same time. And then like, once I kind of just accepted or whatever, like I heard in my fucking head, y'all, go look outside your door, y'all. And then when as soon as I heard that, I remember something falling and I remember hearing not to look down. Like everything is like made sense. Like I basically opened the door and the bag of weed was just chilling right there. Right. So those that happened like, you know, a couple weeks ago, whenever the DMX shit was, that bad thing happened that same week. Like I said, shit has been happening more and more and I'm just taking it. I'm hearing the universe loud and clear that I'm really going to fuck up my blessings if I don't do what I know I need to do in terms of weed. And I feel like this applies for most of us, especially us as creatives who are working towards something. I feel like we all know that we have to kind of give up something in order to thrive more as crazy as that sounds but it's been proven true like you know it may not necessarily be weed some people don't even drink party and shit like that like you know it's something we have to let go of self-doubt like you know what i'm saying it's always something that we have to let go in order to thrive and for me weed has been holding me back because it's not allowing me to be my true self at all times like even if you listen to this podcast like these past couple episodes like i've been having energy over energy it's been really different me recording feels different i feel like i'm learning myself all over again and i'm like yo i'm dope as fuck i've been here having a ball by myself sober as shit like and that's always how that's how i've always been but when i started smoking weed was when my depression started so that's when that codependent relationship started as well so let me show y'all or tell y'all one last story about the last time i bought weed right <sighs> so i thought this was just so funny so all right i'm in new york city right and getting weed for me in particular has, it's, it's tough, you know? Um, it's not, you know, we don't have dispensaries and stuff, so I can't walk in and just purchase and go. And then like every like weed person, weed guy that I did have, it's like always something happened where I end up dealing with them and then that goes to shit or they're interested in me and then they use weed as a leverage to try to get me to do whatever or to even sell to me. It just really became a problem to get weed from then. Not to mention, weed men are usually just fucking unreliable like if i hit a weed dude up to you know buy whatever i won't hear back from him until like two days later and it's just super fucking frustrating so i say all that to say lately i've been well not now but like when i was you know i was getting my grain from the bodega i know that's wild i thought it was honestly a normal new york thing i was like oh shit um because i was put on from someone in new york i actually used to buy green and from a bodega in harlem too so anyway you know so i'm going to this particular bodega and even here at this bodega like the guy is basically harassing me every time i go i'm like at one point, I just wanted to yell, like, bruh, you're literally just taking my money and harassing me. Like, why do you feel that I need to go out with you? Like, this doesn't make sense. I see if you were giving me free weed or something, but even then, I'm not obligated to do that. But I would understand why, you know, you would show me that you like me by giving me weed. Don't show me you like me by telling me I'm cute. And that's the funny thing that's always funny to me. Like, I'm never cute when I go pick up weed, whether it's from the bodega or not. Like, I'm going in my very natural state when I need weed. Like, I'm not here to flirt with you. I'm here to get my shit and go. Like, these dudes, they be trying to talk it. Like, it's, it's like shit be coming into a therapy session. Even if I don't, like, you know, fuck with them like that, like, become friends with them. Like, it still end up turning to a therapy session. Like, it's just a, a process buying weed out here for me and my light energy ass. So now, fast forward back to the fucking bodega. You know, 
it's like one guy he was cool the one guy he was just like straight business like i loved it when he was there but then we have the other guy who would flirt and it's just he says all this shit before he hands me my we i have to sit and wait for him to say shit for you know for him to hand me that like it's these experiences that really encourage me to stop smoking it's like i hear you universe like you know i hear you i hear you so now you know fast forward to like a week ago <laughs> when i was like all right i'm trying again i'm gonna get one more little bag and then after this you know it's always that after this one i was done after this one <laughs> after this one i'm good after this i'm done so it's another one of those things but the, something in the air the energy of the day I felt like you know this actually feels like it might it might be true today so I walk all the way down to the bodega y'all the bodega is not that close to me it's a little mission probably like a 20 minute walk and like I said it's hot out here in New York City so this particular day I went down to the bodega and the guy who's like straight about business he was there so I was like good looking but when I get there he was like locking up the the fucking store and thankfully so i didn't have to ask somebody else who was going into the store it was a black dude who's going in he was like yo yo what you doing i'm like thank god so i could just you know act like a bystander and just listen <laughs> he's like well, what's going on and he's like i'll be right back right back it's hot y'all like i'm sweating so i went on the side of the building to stand in the shade and drink some water and just to act like i'm supposed to be standing there and then like after five minutes you know i was like all right let me go see if they're back I turned, I peeked around the corner, seeing that the black dude wasn't standing there anymore. So I wa walked in the store, and the guy was in the store. I guess he went to go get some more green or whatever. And so in this particular store, y'all, they only sell like nine bags and eight, which sucks because I overspend because like if I end up smoking a lot, I ended up buying a, a lot of smaller portions rather than like a quarter or whatever. But that's just is what it is. I shouldn't have been smoking anyway, so that was paying the cost. But anyway. So now fast forward to here and I'm in there and like they know me, I'm always getting either a dime bag or an eighth because that's what they offer. But on this particular day, it was my last little, my last little hoorah. So I was not trying to ball out. Um, I bought a dime bag and then I grabbed a water bottle um, because it's fucking hot. So I put another dollar up there. So it was $11 up there. And then he seen me. And like I said, I go there all the time. So these niggas know me. And um, he was like, okay. He's like, you know, which kind you want? And I'm like, platinum. So then he's like, all right. So then he go back and I'm thinking he's making my little, you know, my little bag, my little dime bag. Shit, shit. Y'all, he put that fucking eighth on the counter. And I don't know. I like went into just like, I don't know, like autopilot. I fucking smooth grabbed that and was like, thank you. He was like being friendly and shit too. Like here, I'm making it fresh for you. And I was grab grab this so quick. I was like, thank you. Have a nice day. <laughs> and I smooth left that fucking store as quick as fucking possible. Like, what did Blueface say? Like, bitch, I'm in the wind. Like, I was out of there. <laughs> I was walking so fast and dripping so much because it was hot as fuck. Bust the first ride at the corner. I'm like, I don't want to hear shit. But I share all those stories and I share this last story to say that because of that, because I basically ripped off this fucking bodega, um, if I go back, I'm pretty sure they're probably going to want, like, you know, $20 or whatever. And, you know, me being so prideful, um, I don't want to pay it because I feel like I deserve this as many times I've, <laughs> as I've been there. Like, it should have been like, you know, get your 10th bag free or something. <laughs> but anyway, um, so I won't be going back there because I'm not going to pay them the 20 And that's just perfect. That's a perfect setup for me to not go back there because I, I won't. <laughs> I won't like my ego wins sometimes and then this time I will let it win because I don't want to go back and face them and deal with you know because I'm accountable motherfucker so if I go back there and they say something I'll be like all right and then they have they'll have every right to not even want to sell to me because I did that you know so it's like how about I just don't deal with this because I'm not supposed to be smoking anyway so that was my last well that wasn't my last night smoking my last time smoking was when I went to the beach with my homie Johnny shout out to Johnny um so that was my last day which was about a week ago and it feels really good like you know this time not smoking it wasn't as um burdensome I guess or hard as it was in the past because I just finally accepted and I realized that it's really not doing anything for me and on a more adult standpoint like I need to save money so it's like I'm cutting expensive and shit like that budgeting really you know taking control over my my spending and stuff like that and unfortunately I don't have the budget for weed right now so instead of me saying like oh like weed's not doing this and all that shit I said in the beginning of this episode I'm just treating this as like 
I just don't have the budget for it. So I'm not saying I'm not smoking ever again. I'm saying right now I don't have the budget for it. So I'm not smoking right now. Um, I don't know when I'll smoke again, but I can say that I'm really enjoying um, this sober life. Like I said, I've been really getting to know myself again. I forgot how funny, I mean, I was funny and stuff when I was high, like I didn't lose all my personality, but it's like, it's, it's a lot different. I'm a lot more hype and it was actually in 2019, like I was hanging out with this girl who was like, you know, someone new, it was like a new friend that I met off like Instagram. And so she didn't really know me like that. So like when we first started hanging out, I was always high. And then like a couple months later, we was hanging out again. And then it was like a, a sober moment for me where I wasn't smoking like that. And I remember like just her just being taken aback by all this energy I had. Like it was, she was always looking at me weird and shit like, who the fuck is this? And I'm just like, yo, thinking to myself, like, yo, she's really, she's used to the, the chilled, like, you know, chilled smoking Angie. And I'm realizing that like, you know, for a lot of people, weed gives them like confidence and they just do all kinds of great things. And for me, weed was doing the opposite. So like naturally, like, you know, I can have more control over what I do and just, you know, just, just be for mindful. Like, you know, I was naturally optimistic just as a person, like y'all know about all my life, basically of most of my experiences that I went through, like in my childhood and stuff. And I can tell you, I've, I've always been a happy child. It's kind of like, you know, what people say about like kids, when you see like the, the little infomercial about kids in Africa and like, you know, they're asking for food, but like the kids will still be smiling and shit and happy. It was kind of like that situation. Like I was experiencing a whole bunch of traumatic shit, but I was always fucking happy. That was something I could never explain. It just always had came naturally. So that's what I'm in the process process of just getting back to. Like, I didn't even start smoking like that until 21. Like, I didn't even start smoking and drinking like that until 21. And having sex, honestly, like, all that, I didn't start doing it until 21. So, um, I'm trying to get back to just naturally having, just, just being blissful and just content with whatever I have in life. Because whatever I have is always enough, you know? So, I'm really grateful for this. I'm really having fun getting to know me again. If y'all see me being even more active on Instagram, it's just because I'm just excited. <laughs> so, um... Yeah, that's my little weed story. Um, so, yeah, and also weed gave me anxiety more. Like at first it was cool, but now and then, but like you know, towards these last couple months and stuff, like if I smoke because like you know I'm fearful of something, I end up smoking way more because I have more anxiety about whatever I was trying to run away from in the first place. So, it's better for me now to just like do a nice little meditation meditation session and just own that shit, feel whatever it is, and then move forward. So I'm really grateful for that. Again, I'm not saying I'm not smoking ever again, but right now it's it's just not it. You know what I'm saying? Plus, like I don't want to spend my money on it. But even if it's free, I don't want it right now. Right now right now so yeah another thing that I want to get into y'all is like my Venus and Pisces so like I said before every month I get in my every time I get in my little bag like you know why 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 am I alone type shit I'm like where when's my period coming i have to check my flow app because because shortly after that i'm craving like bread and some carbs and stuff too which is all aligned or then i'll go outside and have like an attitude for no reason and i'm like i let me prepare so i say all that to say that this time around um, my period i actually had like the thought and i'm really working again just being adamant about you know, looking into these thoughts that I get because I say all the time in real life, I'm not sure if I even said it on this podcast before, but all the things we're asking for, the answers are in these random thoughts that we get in the, you know, just certain situations that happen, but mainly in the thoughts and ideas that we get. Those are the answers that we're looking for. Like you asking for money, but you, and then you just got an idea of a new plan, like business plan, like there's your money right there. Like, you know, so is that kind of energy that I have. So um, on this particular day, I had got the idea to look up, you know, get more information on my Venus being in Pisces. And like I said before, I learned in the um, Get You an Aquarius episode with Sean Elliott that the Venus planet rules um, love. And in the video that I watched actually by Astro Finesse on YouTube, he said for women, the Venus is um, represents how we love and our Mars represents the love we want so whatever sign that is and then for men the the pisces represents 
um, the love they want and the Mars is how they love. So I'm not sure if that's facts, but the thing that was common for me, I guess, was since I'm a woman too, is that Venus represents how we love. So um, I looked it up and again, Astro Finesse, he has a YouTube video breaking down specifically how people with their Venus and Pisces love. And I was red and I was just like, I needed to hear this, like, you know, and like, again, all my relationships and shit, it just makes sense. And with me being accountable motherfucker, I can see exactly that I've been doing everything he's saying. So I won't, you know, go in too much detail. Or maybe I'll go into a little, just in case y'all have Pisces, um, your Venus is in Pisces. But basically what he was saying is that like, if your Pisces is, is in Venus, like you're like the ultimate lover, which I know. <laughs> and anybody who knows me know whether you're a romantic partner a friend or family like I love with my whole heart I love with my whole being and that's just always who I've been I thought it was just like coming from having lack of love and wanting to be loved type shit but I'm pretty sure our, my Pisces being in Venus has a little bit to do with it as well um with that being said so like if your Pisces is in Venus, he was saying that like, you know, again, you're an extreme lover. And with that being said, you always see the good in people. Like you always see people's potential. So like, you know, which is cool and dope. I think that's a great thing. But if you aren't like grounded and like certain in who you are, I can see how it cannot be a good thing. Because if you see someone's potential, then that means you're going to disregard the reality and where they are in that moment. So instead of taking the relationship or situation for what it is, you're living in la la land and thinking about how it can be in five years from now. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's just not realistic. So you tend to be in situations and relationships that you know you shouldn't be in for whatever reason, just because you, you see the potential in people. <laughs> y'all what what this is like all my fucking situationships like um, i be knowing i know like in some meetings with people like if i hang out with you in person and get vibes and energy i'm not talking like texting and shit like if i meet up with you a couple times i usually kind of like you know can know where you are know where i am and know how we can be together type shit if it'll work out if i'm interested type shit but I'm always in fucking la la land I realize that like you know I could be like you know maybe he's not even like with one guy that um like I was like entertaining not too long ago like you know I met up with him he was hanging out and almost immediately I realized how it was going to be hard for me to be myself because his lack of understanding of emotions and stuff but instead I'm, I'm in my mind I'm just like but I can help him with that and if he wants to get better then we can be better we can be better together we'll live happily ever after that's not a, that ain't no problem that ain't no problem that's me and my, my Pisces and Venus so he was saying that's a thing um he also said that um, well, he called that rose colored glasses. Like, you know, we don't take it for the reality we see. We create all these great things that can happen, even though the reality does not fit that. Another thing is that we change for our partner. And I thought this was fucking hilarious because it's another proof, another example of how each experience, each relationship, whether it be romantic or not, they are there. Like we learned something about ourselves from it because with him saying that, you know, we change for our partner. I remember immediately when I was on the diatribe podcast, Hey Pearly, Hey girl, y'all go check out the diatribe podcast. It's bomb as fuck, but I was on it and we was talking with Shanir. Hey girl. Hey, girl. So as she near, she's actually um, a sexologist and she's having like a soul sexology experience out here in New York and Brooklyn and in upstate New York, too. So if you are out here and just want to get, you know, more in touch with your divine feminine and just, you know, heal trauma and when it comes to um, your sexuality and things like that, like she's definitely your girl. She was actually on my podcast as well. So y'all already know. Um, but we we're all on a podcast together on the diatribe podcast. And I remember explaining to them, like, you know, I was dating some type of guy and I didn't like the relationship because like, I felt like he was changing into who I thought I, into what he thought I wanted him to be rather than just being himself. And, you know, we had a whole conversation on that and then listening to this Venus thing and he tell me that's how I am. So I was just like laughing because I was just like, 
I can see that actually, yeah. But I'm, I've changed, growth, you know what I'm saying? I set boundaries and do shit. And you know, if I can't be myself fully, I'm just not gonna entertain it. With that being said, we, I want to say this, reiterate this. I say this all the time. We are able to identify things in other people, whether it be good or, or bad, whatever you want to label it. We are able to identify things in other people because those things reside in ourselves. So if you despise someone for something, look and see how that reflects you. If you love someone for something, admire, even like Beyonce, we all love Beyonce. We can see how she reflects us because she, whatever we admire in whoever, we have it within ourselves that's why we're able to even identify it so I you know that was an example of how that's facts as well so I just you know laugh and I'm definitely working on not that like I'm realizing again that like even every relationship situation encounter that I have that that's romantic I guess it's like a step in the direction of me really figuring out what I truly want because again like back with the other guy that I was talking about like I even was hanging out and stuff and I was like having a moment because I was just like yo this is like everything I've been asking for but then that's when I realized like all the things I've been asking for was like you know mainly like you know physical type shit and like monetary like shit that don't really matter like I wasn't really looking into like I mean support and stuff like I do want but like I didn't really consider how they handle their emotions and stuff probably because mainly I've, I've been experiencing men who have who are in touch with their emotions and they talk about their feelings and shit like that but I didn't really consider that or even think to write that down when it comes to like my partner so when you come to like you know manifesting your man make sure y'all like very specific and then realize too that like when you do experience people um, it don't, you know, whoever you date, whenever you experience your partner, whoever you're interested in, we have to understand that each experience is here for a reason. So if you're not in this experience in a relationship with someone for a long time, it's because this person is came to teach you something in a sense. I know that's so like basic to say, but it's fucking true. Like that short lived experience taught me that this is not actually, this is not what I want. Like all these things that I thought I wanted in men. I actually don't want that and then that and then I you know hung out with someone else after that and then I actually know exactly what I want now I know exactly the kind of men that I know I would be able to be myself around I wouldn't need to code switch I would be a sep like I know exactly the kind of man I'm looking for y'all and then I'm not even going to hold you. I'll be super transparent. At one point, like with this dating shit, I was thinking like, you know, maybe I, maybe my man is supposed to be a woman. <laughs> maybe I'm supposed to be a lesbian. That's why all these men are treating me this way. Maybe that's what it is. Um, but then like, you know, I just really sat with myself and, you know, just really had like an honest conversation and see, and I'm like, I'm almost 30 and you know i can see like myself being like sexually attracted to a woman maybe i can entertain the idea of like being intimate with a woman but i don't see myself like you know i don't have the that that feel or that desire to be more than that to have like an actual relationship if it's not like platonic you know and the fact that you know i talk all this shit about men and the fact like that i experienced all this shit and i still desire to be with one that's how i knew that's how I knew that I'm a fucking heterosexual, unfortunately. But um, yeah, this fucking video definitely gave me an understanding. And it's super like all these things are like, you know, great things. Like I don't want like if you identify with some of these things, I don't want it to seem like, you know, if you do shit like this is bad. Like, no, like these things are great. Like it's beautiful to move with love. To me, I think that's beautiful. Of course, this is my opinion. The thing where it can be bad is if you don't realize it aren't grounded and don't have boundaries and stuff because the reality is people can see that people can see that you are a lover and you move a love and you'll fucking put everything before yourself and they will take advantage of it like you know and that's been my experience like you know i've been manipulated plenty of times that's how i i am the woman i am i experienced enough fuckery to know that i gotta move different because i don't want this to keep happening to me so i learned the hard way um but i'm still grateful for all the experiences because look at who's talking to you now so you know nothing is in vain if you identify with that if your fucking venus is in pisces y'all let's get this shit together and we got to check ourselves and be realistic because even now with data like i'll be people and stuff and like i'm just like yeah he's it that's it we can do this like yeah yeah this this and that he don't like this yeah maybe he don't support me yeah 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 yeah, yeah. but i can see that possibility 
possibility. Like I can see that maybe if I say this to him every other day, he will change. Like we can't change nobody. That's just the reality. No matter what your fucking sign is, no matter what your Venus, Mars, Jupiter, nothing is in, you can't change anyone. People change because they want to. And that's just period. So I'm saying all this to say, if your Venus is in Pisces, I'm in this with you. This shit, this shit is intense, y'all, but the only thing you do for anyone else is to work on yourself so let's continue to work better focus on what we need to focus on and let that love shit handle itself so the last thing i want to talk about is like this trauma thing uh, experience that i kind of dealt with this morning and honestly i feel so much lighter um now that i got this out the way that's really interesting you know like i said before i'm doing the thing where if i get these ideas these feels i'm acting on it and today was no different this morning i woke up you know did my meditation and shit journaled did my morning routine and I just had like a moment in bed where I just laid here and just kind of like mentally prepared for the day after I finished my morning routine you know took a moment and then got up type shit but today I didn't get up I laid there and this experience popped into my head with this guy who I was a friend we were friends at first and then we ended up being like intimate and I reached out basically for help I was in a crazy situation where I was basically being sexually harassed by someone else and he didn't live far so I reached out to him was like yo if shit go down here can I pull up over there to you you know just in case like not asking him to pull up and beat nobody up like not asking for nothing crazy just asking for a safe space to run to if things get hot or spicy where I'm at and he basically said some off the wall shit. I won't go into detail because none of that's really necessary now. But today that experience popped into my head. Um, I was friends with all his friends too. Like I met him through his friends. So like it was a whole crew of people that I was fucking with. And because of that situation, I didn't even talk to any of them. I literally cut every person I knew off or I knew from him off. And no one even questioned it. They all were guys, of course, but um, they didn't even like, I just, you know, separated myself. And if I would see him pop up on my timeline and shit, like I would literally feel hate, not hurt, like hate, like disgust. Like I would want to hurt him. <laughs> like, you know, so that's proof that I wasn't over the situation. That's proof that I wasn't healing or whatever the, the case may be. Or I, I don't even think like now that I'm really thinking about it, I don't think I ever really dealt with it. It was just like, I'm just, I see you for who you are and I'm just going to move forward like you know I'm just gonna continue to glow up and prosper and I didn't really sit with this and I wouldn't be surprised if like you know this situation is affecting me and how am I moving in relationships because this was a very traumatic experience and the lack of support and help that I got from someone that I called my friend um, or that I even fucked with like the fact that I was even intimate with you and you don't even care like that caused me to be celibate for a little bit like I was like I don't want to be intimate with people right now especially if this is the experiences I'm gonna get so with all that being said today I felt the need to reach out to the the guy that I was talking to or I'm talking about now and like you know I gave the whole spiel when it happened I said my piece too like I'm never the type to not say nothing like I'm gonna always talk my shit that's just who I am um, but today it wasn't no talking shit type energy. It was just like, let me let you know how I feel just in case you don't really understand. And then also in light of everything that's going on with black women, I felt like it's the perfect opportunity. It's a perfect space to do that, especially, you know, everyone is like being very performative especially with men black men specifically like i see it a lot like you know i'll meet people in person i'll know stories of people who done shit to women and like they'll just get online and be like protect black women protect this this and that you know kind of like tory lane's type shit like you know the shit makes my stomach hurt honestly so um in this situation i kind of had that mindset where one i wasn't really expecting much of a response and if i were to get a response i was preparing for some the same type of response I got when I initially was talking my shit. Cause when I talked my shit, he was talking his shit. And then that was that, like I wasn't being heard. So I said my whole spiel and I was just like, hey, don't know if you know this, you know, said, you know, reminded him of the situation. And I'm like, you know, I'm not really asking for anything. You know, I just felt the need to share this information with you to let you know where you um, lacked when it came to looking out for someone, a woman, a woman that you called your friend at a point because of, you know, your treatment or how you thought of women or what you think women owed you or whatever the case may be. 
So um, it felt good, you know, to get that out. And like I said, I'm, I did it for me. Like, you know, I didn't do it for anyone else. I didn't do it for him. I did it because obviously this situation still affect me. This shit happened like three years ago. So like, obviously this shit affected me. Like, you know, the fact that I'm still thinking about it, the fact that I feel some type of way when I see this guy's name or face, like it that shows that it's unhealed you know that shows that i still need to deal with it so i'm grateful i got the idea to do it this morning so i sent my whole little paragraph or whatever and he responded back um i do appreciate the response at first you know it was like you know i'm grateful for the response then i read it again and then i read it again and then now i'm kind of torn because it's like I'm, I'm definitely just gonna accept it like it is what it is there's nothing else to talk about with him or anything it just it is, is what it is. I, I said what I had to say. He said what he needed to say. And now I just have to accept it and move on because I got it off my chest. I was hurt, you know. Um, and he gave me an apology. But again, the apology don't really matter because I need to heal and move on with whether I get an apology or not. It's great and appreciated, but that's just a fact of matter when it comes to healing. You can't you can't base your healing or you can't make your healing contingent on receiving an apology because that's just not realistic because a lot of people are being their own shit and sometimes they're not at the space in their life where they can even understand still where they went wrong so i am grateful that he was able to own it i guess um you know the situation but like i was still feeling some type of way just as a black woman because it's like in his response he was like you know i thought about this sometimes and how ah 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 and for me it was just like okay so you realize this came across your mind a couple of times and you didn't think that you know you're the one who did this fucked up you're the one who felt bad about this situation and now that you're thinking about it like you didn't think to reach out and do this like i had to be the one to hit him up to get you know for this to even happen and that's just again i'm not expecting an apology or anything but it was just frustrating again just as a black woman because like we literally have to do everything like I'm the one that's heard now I'm the one that has to like you know do like the work to like make things clear when it's like obvious you were feeling some type of way about it when you could have just did it like said whatever how you feel like own it because he was like you know I own the situation but it's like did you really if I have to hit you up for you to own it did you really own it like you know and that kind of just remind me of this all this performative shit like and with celebrities and shit like anybody who get called out on something they're quick to say an apology and the the, the response was super pr he's really great with his his writing and shit very professional but um you know it's just like are you apologizing because someone said something or are you apologizing because you really felt some type of way? So, you know, that made me think like, if you really felt some type of way, you would apologize when you felt that way, not because I'm calling you out on it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But again, it is what it is. I feel like, you know, you might be listening right now because you're the type to make sure you uphold your, um, your image. You know, you want to uphold whatever you're portraying. So I understand why you would want to listen in to make sure I'm not throwing you under the bus and revealing a whole kind, all kinds of shit. But I want to let you know that if you ever, if you did disrespect another woman, let alone a black woman, I feel like you should take this as a sign to reach out to them and to let them know how you genuinely feel. Because by me reaching out to you to let you know how I feel about how you treated me and then you apologizing doesn't seem as genuine. Um, but I do appreciate the apology. And I'm definitely going to move forward. You know, good luck with everything. But yeah, I just wanted to share that experience with y'all. Because like I said, most of us, most of y'all who are listening, we are black women. And a lot of us experience a lot of shit. And it was me hanging out with Johnny too. Like Johnny was just saying, Johnny was just super understanding about women, black women in general. He was just like, hell yeah. Like just, just uh, like affirming everything I'm saying. And it was just so beautiful. And it was just so refreshing to have a black man be there and be like, nah, I see what y'all go through type shit. Like that shit was so dope. And that made me think though, like how can a man even get to this type of conclusion? Cause like I said, we're never born that way. Like, you know, just how the man thinks like he's have these obligations and the way he thinks women supposed to be treated, like all that shit, like all that shit is learned behavior. So even Johnny right now is learned behavior. So again, that made me start thinking about all these, you know, situations with other black men specifically. And then again, that brought me to the situation that I explained not too long ago. But the whole point of where I'm even going with this is that like, you know, if you don't, if you don't speak your pain, like they'll say you enjoyed it or some shit like that. So like, if you don't speak how you feel, the niggas will say that you enjoyed the treatment that they gave you. Like, you know, if you don't speak up for it. So, and of course he didn't reach out to me, like nothing would happen on his end. So I wanted to make it clear 
that I wasn't okay with the situation and this is how I felt. So, you know, just I just want to make this clear type shit. So that's the energy that I wanted to move. And by me doing that, one, it lets him know that that was fucked up. So in the event, if he was in a space where he still didn't realize how that situation was fucked up, now you understand clearly that how that situation is fucked up because I've sat with this experience for a while and I'm able to let you know exactly how I feel without, you know, being hurtful and trying to hurt you back because you hurt me it's just to have an understanding so i feel like that was super necessary to do and i would suggest anybody especially if someone who hurt you was someone that you knew um or friend um if you feel like you're in a space where you can have a conversation about it to at least inform them of the treatment and how you feel with that treatment without any expectation of how are they going to make it right I feel like you should definitely do it because it, it benefits to me, I think, you know, but you already know my Pisces is in Venus, so I see the better than everyone. <laughs> but for me, in the perfect world, if you tell someone that what their that their behavior is detriment to others or to someone else that is just not fucking working, um, I would hope that, you know, they would move accordingly and try to do better and try not to hurt other people. So, um, but they're not able to make those changes unless they know that, you know, their actions are actually hurtful. So I'm really proud of myself for reaching out and doing that. And I feel like right now is a great time to do that just with, in light of everything that's going on with black women, we're very, we've been vocal, like we've been talking, but niggas are just now listening. So I feel like, well, let's yell even louder right now, but I'm grateful for that. And like I said, we're all on this experience together. So I wanted to share that with y'all. Maybe, you know, y'all could like heal some shit too or something. I don't know, but I feel really good. And like I said, after that conversation, that's another reason why this episode is a little late too. Like I was really sitting with that um, for a while and just really processing his response and, and shit like that. So I feel really good. I feel like, you know, shit's been lifting off my shoulders. Like I have no intentions of being friends and shit or anything, but it was something that I feel that needed to happen for me. And this is the last thing I'll say about this when it comes to apologizing apologizing or even seeking um closure everything that you do when it comes to that it should be for you like even if you were like the person who did the wrongdoing like if you if I hurt him type shit like I shouldn't apologize for him I shouldn't apologize because the way he feels like I should want to apologize because of the way I feel which is again why I was kind of questioning like the genuine if he's genuine with his feels or not because like if you really felt that bad or whatever then for yourself you should apologize you know not for me but i did what i needed to do to elaborate more on the whole apology thing like if you if you're the person who feel like you did the wrongdoing and you feel the need to apologize someone you should apologize for you one um and with that being said if you're apologizing for you that means you can't have the expectation on how that person takes your apology if you're apologizing for you that doesn't mean that the other person has to accept your apology if you're apologizing for you that doesn't mean that doesn't even mean you have to sit there and listen to your fucking apology you know but you get your apology out, whether you can say it verbally, email it, send a text, like they could not respond. And then that's that you did your part by doing what's best for you. And that's apologizing. So yeah, I'll leave that there. This was kind of a little chatty patty episode, but hopefully y'all fucked with it. If y'all do, you know, share this episode with a friend, like, subscribe, share it on social media. Y'all be sure to follow Avocado and Honey on all social media platforms at Avocado and Honey. Be sure to check out YouTube videos and stuff like that. I'm not sure when I'll be coming back and making more content, but soon come. Also, I'm not sure if I mentioned, but um, this podcast episode is actually available on YouTube now. At first, I was just posting it on pod uh, streaming sites and networks but it's on youtube so if you're a youtuber type person and you want to see the video well there's no video to see it'll just be an image but you'll hear the audio in video form i guess we're on youtube um if you're interested in me and what i'm going through personally um you can follow me at underscore smangy s-m-a-n-g-i-e-e -E, on all social media platforms thank y'all again for the love and support like i'm really grateful for y'all like i'm really just grateful like 2020 it's been really intense and hectic but i feel like there's so much there's beauty that is coming out of all of this chaos and i'm so grateful that we are all on this journey and living in all this shit together we're growing through it and um yeah i just want to thank y'all and continue to grow you know continue to drink your water so we can grow together i love you and have a beautiful week i'm gonna talk to you next tuesday